Hello everybody, and welcome back to another episode of At The Movies with William Fletcher. As per usual, I am your host, William Fletcher, and this uh, is the films I watched last month, so I would have gotten this out to you guys uh, yesterday on the 1st. That unfortunately did not happen, sort of uh, situation and circumstances out of my control had changed that. So I was not able to get the episode out to you guys then, but I'm getting it out to you now. And I watch a lot of films, so this is going to be, uh, I'm going to have to move through some of these quickly. So first off, first film I watched the month uh, was The Wolfman, which I covered in an episode. So go check that out. But uh, it's suffice to say, I really liked it. Then I watched Spider-Man, the Sam Raimi, the Sam Raimi original Spider-Man, as it was the film's 20th anniversary, so I rewatched that. I did a full episode where I talked about my full ranking for the Spider-Man films, but I think this film still holds up pretty well, especially considering of the time we live in with superhero films and, and, and superhero media. I think it still is a pretty solid film. Tobey Maguire is still really great as Spider-Man. Willem Dafoe is one of the best comic book villains ever. Kirsten Guns gets a bit too much hate, in my opinion, and I do think the film still works relatively well and it is a bit cheesy it is a bit campy but it is still a lot of fun and i still really do love the sam raimi spider-man films <clears throat> then i watched doctor strange in the multiverse of madness on opening night which was which was a bit of fun but it was also a bit annoying because some people were just taking it a bit too seriously and were just like yelling and cheering at every single goddamn thing that happened but like, I think at this point, anybody who's seen, who, who's who been on the internet has probably had it spoiled for them. I'm not going to, but it is sort of a new uh, release, so I am going to avoid spoilers for the time being. But there wasn't as much in it as I thought there would have been. I thought there would have been more cameos, there would have been more uh, characters in it, more sort of surprise people appearing in the film than we ended up getting. But it definitely was was a film. I did really like it, and it, it does currently sit as my favourite film of this year. I thought it was a lot of fun. It was, it was it really, brought, like, Sam Raimi really brought his A-game to it, I felt. It was, it was very much in the style of Evil Dead in terms of the camera movements, moving sort of like the... I forgot what they're called, what the thing is. It's like the, the, the those camera movements that Raimi does in, in Evil Dead films where it's like the 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 whatever it is you know where like it's sort of like a handheld and it's moving around it's that sort of thing i've completely forgotten what it's called uh, but you know uh, performance wise mostly pretty solid benedict Cumberbatch was really good i think he's one of the best actors currently working in the mcu and you can hear sort of me talk more about his acting ability and elizabeth olsen's acting ability in the doctor strange episode that i did i thought elizabeth olsen was really great in this film as well and you know sort of the characters around them and performances around them were all pretty solid i just felt the film definitely is a bit uh the script is is definitely not at a uh, as high it is it is a messy script but i still had a really fun time with it and it is a lot of yeah it's really good i really liked it go see it then I watched the most dangerous game, the 1932 film, because it was on my list. And a friend of the podcast, Mr. Barney Metcalf, has, a, has it down as a 9 out of 10, one of his favorite films of all time. So I figured I might as well watch it. And it's good. It's, it's, it's a good movie. I, I do. I am trying to watch more and more black and white cinema, you know, classic films from the 30s and 40s, 30s, 40s, 50s. 20s if I can but I liked it it definitely has aged a bit in terms of like it isn't a film from the early 1930s so it definitely has certain 
uh, aspects to it that are like, yeah, this is definitely a film from that period. But the film was good. I did enjoy the film. I had a good time with it. It was fun. I don't, I don't know fun, but I, I definitely thought it went a bit much at the end. And uh, yeah, but it is it is a solid film that I do recommend you guys check out because it is well worth a watch. And I watched the Goes Wrong show films, Peter Pan Goes Wrong and A Christmas Carol Goes Wrong. Again, recommendations from Barney, who is hopefully should be on uh, the next week's podcast, hopefully, if things work out. And I watched these because he, he's, he goes on about how great of a show The Goes Wrong show is. I believe he mentioned it in the Review of the Year episode we did last year. And he talked about that was one of the TV shows he was watching. Some of the best TV of last year for him. And I, and I watched through both those films as well as the uh, TV show as well. Uh, after I watched the, the films first and then the TV show. Uh, the, the, the TV show overall is better than both of them. But I think both of those films are really, really solid. Peter Pan Goes Wrong was probably the most I've laughed at a film in a long ass time. Like it was, it was unbelievably funny. It was just, it was just like a perfect escalation. Like it's the best parts of comedy in that it's the perfect escalation of events and just stuff going wrong. But whereas Christmas Carol Goes Wrong is more of a story based. It was more of a because Peter Pan Goes Wrong is more of like a stage thing in in the sort of story, whereas Christmas Carol Goes Wrong is sort of much more cinematic to it, and uh, I do prefer Christmas Carol Goes Wrong just for the story and the sort of emotional beats it's able to do, but Peter Pan Goes Wrong is overall funnier and has the best jokes. So I do recommend that you guys check these out. Peter Pan Goes Wrong is free on YouTube, so you have like no excuse to not at least check that out. It is free on YouTube right now. Just search Peter Pan Goes Wrong, it will be, it should show up and yeah, you should go check it out. It is brilliant. Then I watched North by Northwest, which is, you know, classic Hitchcock. And I think it might be my favorite Hitchcock film. It is, uh, it, for me, it has dethroned Rear Window, which I did an entire episode on. And you can go check that out. It was one of the other episodes I did on the podcast. Uh, but North by Northwest, I think, has dethroned that place as my favorite Alfred Hitchcock film. It is unbelievable Cary Grant is a is an unbelievable lead it is just so brilliant it is so fun and just so like in not fun I don't know if that's the word but it's enjoyable it's very well written Cary Grant gives one of the best lead performances ever in my opinion there's so many iconic moments there's so many great there's so much greatness it's just like a classic iconic film and, and, I, and I feel like I don't need to say too much because it's north by northwest everybody knows it Everybody loves it. It's a classic Hitchcock film. If you haven't seen it, you should go watch it right now because it is really, really great. Then I rewatched Orgasmo, which I did an entire episode on for the podcast. So go check out that episode. And then I watched Invasion of the Body Snatchers, 1956, the original, because I figured I should watch the original film first before I watch the uh, the remake and yeah it was a solidly enjoyable film I liked it well enough it wasn't amazing uh, I, I I've heard that the uh, remake the Donald Sutherland 1978 Invasion of the Body Snatchers remake is much better and is much more of a masterpiece of a film but I did really like this I liked the design of the the sort of pods that the things are living in I did love how just this sort of existential dread of like oh no like, because you don't know who has been captured by the body snatchers, you know, you've sort of got to figure that out 
along with the main character and it just it has a it's really great there's really great through lines there's really great moments and uh yeah it's just a really really good film it's really enjoyable and i do look forward to watching the 1978 remake hopefully sometime soon then i watched tropic thunder a, a classic 2000s comedy which i will admit some of it has not aged as well as it could have there is some really just nah off stuff that's a bit off with it because of the whole you know blackface thing which i mean is the joke that it is meant to be uh it means it means it, it's purposely not to have dated well it is taking the piss out of actors who really go through extreme method acting and i, I don't know if i've talked about this before but i can't stand method actors i think the whole just i just I just find it irritating more than anything but i think robert danny jr was really really funny in that film it it, it was a really funny film. It was very well written. I felt it had really good comedic elements, and there was just some really great bits in it. It's a really good comedy, and I loved it. I, I well loved loved is my. I really really liked it. Loved is a bit too strong for it, but really really liked it. Is good, and honestly, I kind of see now how Robert Downey Jr. got his best supporting actor nomination at the Oscars that year, despite the fact that it is a bit strange because that's not really a typical you know, Oscar-y nominated performance, but it's it's a really funny film, and I do recommend you check it out, you know, putting aside the whole sort of ever so slightly aged badly moments, which are, I feel personally meant to have aged badly and, and not be looked back upon well, it it's a fun comedy, and I do recommend that you go check it out if you haven't seen it already. After that, I watched... Sherlock Bones Undercover Dog, which is, oh boy, that was not a good film. It 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 is uh, it is appallingly bad. There is so much to say about it. It's free on YouTube. It's like seventy six minutes. It is abysmal. There are so many things that have not aged well, from the the effects to the to there is some really weirdly like racist and bigoted shit in it. Like there's a bit where a girl does slanty eyes at the main character, who is an Asian, but still doing slanty eyes, they say, and they say some words that I'm not allowed to say on here, because they are not particularly kind words, it's, it, it is an abysmal film, but it's, it was also, I was just sort of watched in, in curious, sort of morbid fascination about the whole film, because I'm just like, this is, this is a terrible, terrible film, but yeah, it's so interesting that this kind of film was made. Like, like people made this film, and it, yeah, it's, it, it's, it is a terrible, terrible film. I do recommend that if you haven't seen it, you go check it out, because it is amazingly bad. But it's not bad in the same way that something like The Room is. Like, The Room is a bad movie, but it's funny. Sherlock Bones isn't funny, it's just infuriating, and it's just abysmally shit. But yeah, you should go watch it. <laughs> it is it is an experience that I feel like everyone should experience at some point in their lives. Then I watched Snakes on a Plane. Uh, because for no other reason than I thought, screw it. Snakes on a Plane. I watched it. Yeah, it's a campy, cheesy, mid-2000s movie starring Sam Jackson with some iconic lines and some stupid moments. But it was fun, and not, and I and I and I did enjoy it because I thought you know not every film needs to be the most 
it needs to be a massive you know a, a, a two and a half hour drama I, I sometimes i just like films that are stupid and dumb and know that they're stupid and dumb and have fun with it and have sam jackson yelling about snakes on a motherfucking plane you know <laughs> like it's it's really good it's really funny it's a really funny film and i do recommend you guys check out snakes on the plane if you haven't seen it because it is just a, it's it's unbelievably just corny and cheesy and campy but it is so much fun and i loved watching it so so much and i do recommend you check it out because it is it is another film the difference is of course i, I do quite like it and i think it is a good film it just is it just is a, a, a really r- ridiculous cockamamie kind of dumb plot uh but it, it just works it's really funny so if you if you haven't seen it like go check it out and if you haven't seen it in a while check it out if you have seen it recently watch it again because it is so like just amazing like the concept is just brilliant then i watched top gun for the first time did an episode on that you can check that out then i watched jackass 4.5 uh yeah it's fine it's pro it's it's weaker than jackass forever it's it's solid i can see where they cut those bits it's 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 it's, it's jackass 4.5 you know it's just more of the same thing more people get more of the same people getting hurt again it's fine uh yeah check it out it's on netflix if you're if you if you like jackass go check it out it's it's on netflix like just right now then i watched Top Gun Maverick got an early advanced screening to go see this about four or five days before it, meant it was meant to come out here. Yeah, I quite liked it. I think it's better than the original. It was a lot of fun. Tom Cruise, I really like. I, I talked about this in the Top Gun episode that I did, dude, that, that Tom Cruise is fun. I like Tom Cruise. He's a good actor. I've talked about him in Collateral, where he is equ- where he is not equally. He is more fantastic. He is brilliant in Collateral. Tom Cruise is a good actor. I like him. He's absolutely bloody mental. But at the end of the day, he is a he is a very good entertainer and he's a very good actor. And I think this film, yeah, just works on 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 many levels that it <clears throat> had sorry, had planned, you know, sort of works on. You know, like the stunts in it are phenomenal. Miles Teller, putting aside my opinions on that man, uh, if you listen to my Whiplash episode, I go a bit more into it. But he's he's a good actor. He's really funny in this, and it's uh, it's a really funny, enjoyable, good time at the cinema. It's I do recommend you see this in a cinema if you get an opportunity to, because it just it just looks incredible. Like it looked brilliant in the cinema that I saw it in. It was it was a packed cinema so many great things in it and i do recommend that you do check it out what i mean watch the original and then go watch this new one because it it works it's really really fun and a really like a really fun action film and and it's making a ton of money everyone's liking it so i do recommend that if you haven't seen it uh, you shouldn't go see it it's it's, it's good it's a, it's a good good film all right following that i watched chippendale rescue rangers and uh yeah I think this film is a lot of fun. The the hate for it is ridiculous. The, the the vitriolic hate that it's getting from certain people that apparently aren't a lot, that like don't want people to have fun with movies. Just 
I, and they're so annoying. Oh no, there's there's cameos and there's references and there's all this and it's just like so. Not every movie needs to be you know like an original idea. You know who cares that we have a sing that we have a few films that are just like having fun with their material. You know, I, I just it was insane to me how many characters they got in there from all Disney has. You know their massive library of characters, but there's also characters from Warner Brothers and from Comedy Central. You know like South park and all that thing and i just like it was it was just a really fun film and there's a good chance i'll talk about this in my review of the year episode so i'll just uh not say too much more on it other than it's really fun you should check it out it's on disney plus it's a, it's a really enjoyable film that i had a, a fun time with then i rewatched jurassic world the lost world Jur- jurassic park sorry jurassic park the lost world jurassic park and Jurassic Park 3 did an entire episode, came out on Monday. Go check it out for my full thoughts on those films there. Then I watched Liar Liar with Jim Caddy. Uh, yeah, I liked it. I liked Jim Caddy. It was a really funny comedy of some really good bits in it. And yeah, I mean, the final courtroom scene is, is fantastic. And Jim Caddy is a phenomenal, is a really good actor. I think I've talked about this before, how much I love Jim Caddy. He is so unbelievably funny and fun and he's a phenomenal actor and I shoot and I it, it is a comedy and I can see how it doesn't work for everybody but I honestly believe that Jim Carrey is phenomenal and in Liar Liar he just accentuates that even more so so go check that film out if you haven't seen it yet it's it's really fun Jim Carrey just the 90s was just the decade for Jim Carrey he was just he was just knocking it out of the park he was brilliant in that decade now here comes a potentially controversial opinion for some i watched interstellar it's not that great is it it's uh it's it's a a good film but i would put it easily as as in the lower half of of nolan's output it's one of his weakest films honestly i would say like i'd say it's probably better than batman begins tenet and dark knight rises but it's weaker than Memento, Dark Knight, Prestige, Inception. And I haven't seen Dunkirk, Insomnia, or Following yet, so I can't really comment on those, but I assume at least one of those is better than Interstellar. It just, it was so overly long, and, and I just didn't really care about the characters too much. The only good performances in it were Matthew McConaughey and Jessica Chastain. And I mean, Jessica Chastain, just because could just be because I have a, because she's one of my favorite, she's one of my favorite actresses working, she's phenomenal, I love her to bits, uh, but, uh, as an actor, of course, uh, and, 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 but I thought Matthew McConaughey really worked, uh, in the, in the emotional scenes, although they were kind of ruined from the memes, there's been a ton of memes <laughs> using bits from Interstellar, and I'm just like, oh, well, I mean, that's a meme, so it's not as emotional, because I'm like, I've seen that, just used as a meme many a time before, but I do recommend like it. Like Interstellar is is a is a, it is a stunning movie. It looks really great. It's got a decent, I'll say this a decent, Hans Zimmer score. The visual effects are phenomenal. Like it is so just brilliantly. It looks br- like technical on a technical level. It just looks brilliant. It just feels like Christopher Nolan doesn't know how to write emotions for characters and and how and he doesn't know how to write emotional sort of catharsis as it were like he 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 fails to uh, to me anyway he can't like work he just i don't think he does doesn't really know how to write emotion 
into characters and that's not necessarily like uh, like that's not necessarily a bad thing per se it just is not his forte and i think i kind of don't have a problem with that like memento i love that film but like there isn't like the characters are all pretty terrible people and there's no real emotional connection to them in that film and you know despite it being my favorite film of all time i you know and it doesn't need not every film of his you know his films sort of don't really have too many emotionally gripping moments that make me feel like oh that's so sad because he, he can't do it and he doesn't need to he's he's a good enough filmmaker without it so i like interstellar it's well worth a watch and i will probably rewatch it one of these days but for now, I just think it's 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 a decent film. Then I watched uh, Wreck, which was a surprisingly good film. It's a uh, found footage film, which on the surface I probably shouldn't care for, and it sounds bad, but it is actually well worth the watch. It is a brilliant zombie film, and I've talked about this before. I think I'm not the biggest zombie fan. I just don't. I'm just not as interested in zombies. They don't appeal to me as much on a personal level, but Wreck was really, really good, and it was actually... I've never had this with zombie films before, but I've actually fa- I actually found Wreck to be a scary film. And that's not very, and that rarely happens with zombie films because I find the concept of zombies scary, but the actual execution of zombies uh, don't make them scary. And and for me personally, Wreck is number six on my ranking of zombie films. I've only seen nineteen, so it is, uh, it is, it is very much. Could it go down? Possibly, but I do think it is probably secured a spot to be one of my favorite zombie films, just because of how well done it is it's so the, the it's so atmospheric and there's so many great scares and so many great the character the performances the lead performance from the actress whose name i cannot remember right now i'm just quickly looking it up manuela manuela Man, manuela velasco something like that it's something to that effect is a uh, it's really good she's a really good great female lead performances and yeah the scares are really effective there's a really tense bit in the attic which while you can see coming it's the anticipation of something happening you know but yeah like wreck is is it's a it's a great film i do recommend you check it out if you find it it is so good it's it's really good it's a really great foreign film as well it's another thing foreign language countries seem to be really good at creating really good horror and I do recommend that you go check out Wreck when you get an opportunity to. Following that, I watched Room for Romeo Brass, a Shane Meadows film. I had planned to watch through more of Shane Meadows' films in the past couple days, uh, but I've got an assignment due tomorrow. I probably shouldn't be doing this, but screw it. It's basically finished. And I'm planning to, hopefully over the next month or so, I will watch through most of his films that I can find. But Room for Romeo Brass, it's a solid little film. It's not as good as This Is England, which I would, which I need to rewatch. But Room for Romeo Brass, perfectly solid. Really good Paddy Considine performance. Paddy Considine, 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 whatever. Really good actor. He still he is at his best in Hot Fuzz though, but he is really good in Room for Romeo Brass. There's lots of really great stuff. There's also Vicky McClure from This Is England, who's really good in both of those. And yeah, it's just a solid film with a with a solid lead child performance that uh, it's well worth a watch. It's solid film. Following that, my final cinema watch for the for the month was the Bob's Burgers movie. 
I have not seen the TV show, but I have a friend who I asked if I should see it, if I should see the movie, having never seen the show. He said, yeah, it worked pretty well. It works pretty well. He just sort of explained a couple things that might not make too much sense. I watched the film. I got it. It's really fun. Really good animated film. Really good songs in it. I really, really like this. So if you haven't seen the TV show, I do recommend you go check it out if you get an opportunity to. It is a lot of fun. There's some really good jokes in it. Some stuff that definitely doesn't make sense without knowledge of the TV show, or at least an understanding of the characters a bit. There's a really weird thing with sexy zombies, which if you've seen the movie, if you've seen the show, you can probably figure out what that is in reference to. But, it, like, out of context, it doesn't make any sense. But I do recommend it. It does work more or less. Like, the, like you basically understand the character dynamics. You want, like, there's stuff from the TV show, but it's more or less explained in the film, and you sort of can follow what's happening by watching the film, what the characters are, what they want, personalities and everything. So I, I do recommend that you check out the Bob's Burgers movie if you get a chance. Watch a few episodes of the TV show if you feel that that will help you. It didn't really affect... I. Uh, I got a lot from the film, having never seen the show, and I and I did really end up quite liking the film, despite that fact. But, you know, you do you. If you want to watch a few episodes of the show and then go see the film, that's fine too. If you don't want to see the show, then you can just go see the movie, and it works perfectly fine by itself. Then I, and I finally... I uh, wrapped up the month by re-watching Jurassic World, which I'm doing an episode on next week, so I will, you will hear my thoughts on that film then. So... Thank you all for listening to this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed. That was a lot of films, so I didn't talk about the films as much. This this episode is still relatively long, considering that fact. And I do recommend you check out these films. And uh, yeah, I hope you all have been enjoying the podcast. There'll be an I've got the second part of the Jurassic Park franchise that will be coming out next Monday. I'll be recording that soon, and that will be out on monday as it should be and i yeah look forward to seeing you guys then so i hope you enjoyed this one check out previous episodes look forward to all the upcoming stuff check out the social media all that fun jazz and i will see all of you guys in the next one goodbye